Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Welcome once again, everybody, to That's How How I I Roll. roll. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and uh, today I have two very special guests with me. Xavier Isley and Cooper Isley. What's going on, guys? Well, we're good. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. Staying home from school, and and we're going to Disney. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give it away so soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's cool. We've already talked about us going to Disney on the show a couple episodes ago. So okay, that's good. We're going to get into that's that in a little bit. But yeah, it's the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, your mother, mommy, is out with Vivi. She's got things going on today. So we Isn't said, hey, like let's... like a baby shower or something? Yeah, there's some girly thing. I don't yeah. know. So we said, let's jump do. into the studio and record an episode together. So here we are. How's it going, Hello? Cooper? Good. Just good, not fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's so fantastic about it? We get to record a podcast, and Uh-oh. it's like and the first time in like 20 episodes. It's been so a while. It has been a while. Yeah. All right, so here's here. let me give a quick rundown of what we're going to be doing today. So uh, obviously, we have some special guests in the studio today, and we're going to do a couple things. We're going to talk about our topic of Disney, Disney. and the possibility of gaming on our trip, whether yes. we should or should not, or what will happen there. Exactly. We are going to do a drive-by review of The Captain is, is Dead. dead. <sighs> He's dead, Jim. He's dead. <laughs> uh, he is. <laughs> um, and then we are going to have another game night cage fight for you. And I think that's plenty. What do you think? Oh, and I've got a little bit of something, something for everybody in the feedback loop today as well. So, what do you guys? Let's get this started. Cooper? Let's get it started. Okay, so for today's topic, we are talking about the much anticipated trip to Disney. Yes. Now, before we we started recording, we talked about this a little bit. We said, hey, should we or should we not bring some games with us? Because we'll be there, we'll be traveling for like a whole week, maybe a couple days, maybe a little more than a week. But but we have, you know, Disney, like the entire park that some people say like you can like stay there for like a month and not do everything. So it's true. It's true. true. So Cooper, what do you think? Should we bring some games? Do you think we'll have time for that? Um. Maybe once we get there, sent or at hotels, since it's a two-day trip there. Oh, so that you makes think? Sense. Yeah, you think we could play? So we're planning on stopping halfway and breaking it into a two-day drive instead of one really long drive. Yeah. So you think we might be able to play when we stop wherever we stop? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good idea. That well, I guess it depends on how late we get in and how early we want to get moving. True. But so let's let's go with this. If we do bring games, 
which ones would you want to bring? What What do you think travels well? Hmm. Definitely not the captain is dead. No, there's a lot of pieces parts for that one, huh? Yeah. Um, werewolf. Uh, one night ultimate werewolf. Yeah, maybe. Werewolf. Easy pack up and play whenever. Mm-hmm. Werewolf is also fun. Yeah. I, said, I just said that. I know. Yeah, he was seconding your thought. Well, well, I'm thinking maybe we'll grab some of those games. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air. I think maybe we could save our packing space by not bringing games because it is true that we will be playing. Well, we'll be having a ton of fun and being in the parks. I don't know that we'll have a lot of time to play other things while we're there. But you never know. You never know. So, yeah. So it's I still think, up I in think the we air. Might want to. Yeah, bring so a couple of games. I want to throw this out there to the listeners. What games do you think travel well for hotel play? So we don't have, um, we don't have like a suite or like a big hotel room that has like a dining room table or anything like that. Like we're literally just staying in like a standard hotel room. So we're talking maybe a coffee table or an end table or something like that. Yeah, right. So I want to hear what folks think is a good game to travel with in that would play in a space like that. doesn't take mm-hmm. up a lot of table space. is like really the compact. Is the, <laughs> right. The exactly. captain is dead. takes up a lot of table space. It sure does. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so we'll throw that out there for everybody to respond to. You can always email us at theologyofgames@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and our Facebook group, or tweet at us at Theology of Games. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. Guys, I have bad news. What? What? The captain is dead. What? He died, but... Never fear. The only thing that's happening is that the jump core has been damaged and needs repaired. Oh, and by the way, there's aliens surrounding us taking shots at our ship. And they're coming aboard trying to kill us. So, you know, nothing too bad's going on, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so the captain is dead was released last year by Alderac Entertainment Group, also known as AEG. Here's some specs on the game. It plays two to seven players. It's a cooperative game, and it plays, the box says 40 to 60 minutes. That's probably about right. And it says ages are 14 and up, so both of you should not have played this game. Oops. Oops. (laughs) But I think that obviously is a little overshooting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm so, only nine. Right. So let's give that. I'm going to give everybody a quick idea of how the game plays, and then we'll talk. While I'm doing that, you guys think about what you want to say about the game. Sound All good? Right. All right. So here we go. So the game plays like this. First of all, if you've ever played Damage Report, which is a real time co op game with a very similar theme you probably are going to think this one sounds very similar to this. And you, you'd be right. So uh, on your turn, everybody has a role, and their card for each particular role gives them the amount of actions they have, the hand size they can hold, 
And it also gives them some built-in abilities, some things that they know intuitively, like engineering or leadership or tactics or things like that. Now, you'll have a, a starting hand of five skill cards, which are those abilities, engineering, leadership, tactics, and science, I think is the other one. Yep. yep. And on your turn, you can go throughout the ship and use your actions to move, to use some of the different stations. Uh, there's a torpedo. You can go to the armory and fire torpedoes if there's a, an alien ship nearby that you need to destroy. You can go and try to repair the shields. You can go and try to repair the jump core. You can go and research something that's happening to your ship. Exactly. So there's lots of different things that go on in this game. And uh, the whole goal is to engage the jump core, to increase that level up to the point where you can engage and jump out of danger from all the aliens that are attacking you. Every time a player finishes a turn, though, they have to resolve an alert card. There's a deck of cards that you flip over the next card and something nasty happens to you. Now there's cool things like there's external sensors which allow you to have two cards face up so you know the next two things that are going to happen to you at all times. But sometimes those cards damage those sensors and you don't get to see what happens until you yep. go back and repair those sensors. Same thing with drawing cards and things like that. Those are all aspects of what the ship allows you to do. You can go to the CPU core and use an action to draw cards. But if that gets damaged, you can't draw cards anymore. Um, so there's all, the board is made up of, a, of the inside of this ship and it has a map which has all these systems that can be damaged or destroyed. And you are basically trying to fight off everything that's bad that's happening while trying to engage the jump core to win. So, that is the basics of how this game plays. Boys, uh, first thoughts when you played this game. What, what did you think about it? Right, so my first two thoughts of the game was, um, A, it seems like it's extremely long, especially because um, sometimes... That, um, you get stuck like just pretty much in survival mode and you're not exactly trying to repair the jump core. You're just pretty much trying to survive all the aliens that firing at you. That happened to us when we played. It did. It sure did. There was a lot of stuff going on. Because it, because if the bridge gets down to 0%, I mean the shield gets down to 0%, Game's over. Game over. Yeah, so you can lose the game by your shields being reduced to zero, which means your ship gets blown up. You can also lose the game. There's these aliens that come on board that if there, you go to add more aliens to the ship and there aren't any more, that means you've been overrun and you lose. And the third way... I didn't really like the Brit, the um, shields. I didn't like that idea. You didn't like that idea? I think for the think, theme it makes perfect sense. I think it makes sense, but I don't I don't really get the aliens like a little bit. Like they don't actually attack yeah. you. They yeah. just confine you to that space unless you teleport. Right. So the aliens like you said, they don't attack. It just kind of gums things up. You can't move. You have except, to kill them all. You have to use all your actions to kill them. Except except mine I can just use one action because 
Right. Well, You're, the soldier. The soldier yeah. role that you played allowed you to do that, right? Yeah. So there's that. and uh, Which was very helpful. The third way you can lose is if you survive long enough and the alert deck gets completely exhausted and you go through all of those. If you Once you pull that last card, time's up, game's over because you've, you've taken too long. So it rarely happens. I, I don't think we survived that long that we got to... Th- the end of the we deck did because not barely like nasty things third. happen, <laughs> right? So, mm-hmm. what did you guys like about this game? I liked the general idea, but like a couple of rules, like were kind of like if you like every single thing possible that they could come up, you had to have like some sort of tool to or like station to do it. So, like, yeah, it yeah, would have. A very high difficult level, difficulty level on this one. Yeah. And also, um, the other thing that I had in mind when we went into how you can lose the game is um, sometimes you get stuck with a bad character. So I would say always choose your character. Oh, that's good advice. Yes. Yes. Like, like you got stuck with the scar and he you never used your ability. <laughs> Yeah, so each of the the roles have certain abilities. They're all different. There's 17 roles, I think, in the game. Mm-hmm. And so my it character... It like 100. There, yeah, there's a lot of them. My character, the only ability that it had was if I ran out of skill cards, if my hand hit zero, I got to draw one free skill card which isn't terribly useful. Now, I had three different skills that were built in that I didn't have to use cards for when I went to do things, but the trade-off didn't seem that great because, uh, Cooper, you played the soldier, right? And you could kill all the aliens in a room in one turn for one action. Or if you were in the security station, you could just pick them off from wherever. Yeah, like one time you went to the security station and you cleared out the entire ship with three actions because there were a bunch in three different areas. Yeah, and like and twenty aliens allowed you to do that. And if I'm in the armory, I can. There were aliens in three different areas, and I had three turns left. And the if I'm in the armory, I can get them from anywhere, even if they're not in the armory. Bang! And <laughs> so I just did it. Yep, it was pretty awesome. So, uh, but I think that's I think that's a good idea that you you should always choose roles because yes, especially for like two or three players. We actually we actually and could have used the admiral. We could have used yeah, we could have used a better uh, that can a better role that can draw battle plans real easily. Yep, that would have been and very useful. My character, like whenever anybody in my group would would have gotten injured, I would just instantly die and go back to the bridge. Cause, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, I could just, like, stay with somebody, and then, like, I could, like, see the alerts coming up, and whenever it was like, oh, somebody's going to get injured in the bridge, i just die and go back to the bridge. Like, I'd Yeah, die that was pretty back. awesome. Okay, so last parting thoughts. Do you recommend this game? Do you like this game? Do you say play it or stay away from it? I say play it. Play it because a um like you just got to get the feel for it. Like 
our first time, yeah. we didn't do too good. Like, we yeah. repaired the jump cord, like, twice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and that last one was, like, a last ditch. We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> right. I know. Cooper, you said play it? Yeah. Yeah? Is it, why? It's, why do you like it? Um, I just like it since, um, it's really hard to explain, but I really like it. Bang! <laughs> okay. So, you guys say play it. I agree with you. I think it's fun. I think it's... Bang! <laughs> I just want to do nobody's it. Nobody's <laughs> gonna... We just watched Mystery Science Theater 3000. Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a good time. And it's a co-op game. I think we all agreed that maybe more players would be more fun Definitely. and more interesting. Yes. Bang. Stop it, Coop. All right. So, again, that's The Captain is Dead from AEG, designed by J.T. Smith and Joe Price. This one is fun. I, I agree with the boys. I recommend it. I think you'll like it. If you yeah. like co-op games especially, this yeah. one's a me. fun one to play. It's time for... <laughs> I was about to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. It's time for Game Night Cage Fight. So this is a new, a newer segment from uh, the show here that I've started up in which I put two games up against each other that have similar themes. So basically, if there's been a game that's come out recently that you're like, oh, it's like such and such, but only it does this, then those are the games that I'm putting up together. The ones that have the chance of firing a game for you or killing off a game and saying, hey... This one's better than this one. So uh, this week's Game Night Cage Fight is Ticket to Ride versus Royals. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So I went on record, uh, this is about a year or so ago, when Royals came out back in 2016 at Origins. I said that Royals has killed and replaced Take It to Ride for me because it's very similar in how the game plays. You collect cards and a certain color set and you use those cards to take control of certain areas. But why did it kill Take It to Ride for you? Why did it kill Take It to Ride for me? Because Royals... So Take It to Ride, you claim a route by collecting those cards, right? right. You get the right, right color, you put your cards down... And then nobody else can do anything about that. You have it. It's yours. It's yours forever. I in, see that something you can take other people's cards. Yes. So in Royals, you play cards down and you take over a city and a certain country. But somebody can collect those same cards and kill you off and take over that land as well. So there's a little okay, more. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, there's a little yeah, more wrinkle really to it. Yeah, that's really cool. It's good to be the first one there because you get more points for being the first one there. But as the game goes on, you can control more of that country by killing off people. And that's how you get to win by getting more and more control and scoring more and more points. So wait, 
you're saying like you're controlling like like you're trying to control like countries and cities and stuff like yes so what's like the overall of this like we haven't played it you guys haven't played it so the idea is is that you're collecting cards to control certain cities or actually to control nobles within a city so there's like dukes and princesses and kings and Queens. barons and things like that. And you're trying to influence them in these different cities and countries. If you influence more of them at the end of each age, there's like three rounds that play as ages, then you get to you get more points for controlling these different countries and these different areas. Uh, but as the game plays, you can be killed <laughs> off and people can take over that. So Anyway, Game Night Cage Fight is those two games against each other. What we want you guys to do is to write in theologyofgames at gmail.com, tweet at us at Theology of Games, or find us on Facebook and let us know. I'll also put a, a poll up on Twitter. You can vote there, too. Who wins this week's Game Night Cage Fight? Is it Royals or is it Ticket to Ride? Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. It's time for the feedback loop. Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at theologyofgames or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. Lastly, we have the feedback loop. And I asked a few weeks ago, I said, hey, we're going to Disney. We're going to be in the car for a long, long time. We like to play games in the car, right? Like we like to play the alphabet game. Oh, yeah. And the license plate game. That's a big one. And things. That's what we play all the time. Right? Yeah. That's true. And we get in fights in it all the time. All the time. because All the time. We decided that it's cool to hit each other when Back you when you don't see it. Anyway, yep. so I asked people, I said, hey, what are your favorite games to play in the car? And Mr. Ben Canellas wrote in and he said that his family was really into road trips when he was growing up, but his favorite road trip game is Ghost. It's a word game. Hmm. You guys ready for this? Yep. So yep. one player starts by picking a letter. Each player then takes a turn adding one letter to the end of the chain. The obje- object of the game is not to spell a word with the chain, but always have a word that could be spelled from the letter. If a player spells a word, they get one point and you begin a new round. Getting points is bad. Players can, however, bluff by adding a letter without having a word in mind any wor- any other player can challenge that player's letter by demanding to know what word they could spell if you're caught bluffing that player gets 2 points but if there is not a bluff going on and they do, you do challenge the player that challenged gets 2 points Sweet. then you set a number of points and if whoever hits that number gets eliminated and then until there's one person standing Okay, so, so wait, I don't get, like, how, like, you spell, like... So I would say, say I started out, we can try it right now. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You ready, Coop? Yep. All right, so I would start out, I could say B, 
Now, Cooper, you'd have to add a word to it, or add a letter to it. A. Now you have to add a letter to it. N. Now I have to add a letter to it. So I would say D. Now it's Cooper's turn. So think of a word that starts with band. A. Oh, okay. We have B-A-N-D-A. What word do you have in mind, Coop? Bandage. Boom, he got you. He wasn't Ah. bluffing. So you got two points. So that's how the game works. Got it? Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. All right, cool. So that is Ghost from Ben. Thanks for writing in, Ben. And guys, guess what? 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 That's it. We're out of time. Show's over. Time to go home. Well, we're already home. (laughs) Wait, what? Time to be done. How about that? Totally. (laughs) All right. I'm going to wrap up the show here. Here we go. Thank you to everybody who wrote in and has been a part of the show. Thanks thanks to AEG for the copy of The Captain is Dead so that we could play it. Yep. A lot of fun with that one. If you're into co-op games and stuff like that, play it because I think you'll like it. I was going to do that. (laughs) I got you. All right. If you have any questions or want to get a hold of us for any reason, you can always write theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. And... I would like to say uh, you can stay tuned for coming up next week. I don't know if I'll actually have something because we'll be in Disney next week. What? What? Wait, next week? By the time this one airs, we'll be in Disney, yo. So uh, with that, I will uh, sign off and say thanks for listening. And as always, I'm Jeremiah Isley. Xavier Isley. Cooper Isley. And that's How I Roll. Or how we roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.